This is LBC from Global, leading Britain's conversation. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. Three minutes after 12 is the time. I think I've broken one of my own records. I, I promised you I'd give you something and I completely forgot before I'd even finished speaking. Can we, can we try and find that little clip of, of the Donald talking about the invention of the wheel? And I, I shall um, share it with you before close of play today. We'll be handing over to Sheila Fogarty in approximately 55 minutes time. So this is mystery 55 minutes. I think we'll stick with the original title. It's pithier, catchier, um, easier to absorb. If you have a question to which you are certain there must be an answer, but you don't know what that answer is, ring me now, ask the question, somebody else listening will know the answer, and they'll ring in and provide it. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, what an astonishingly dull and pedestrian radio idea this sounds like, James. In which case, I say to you, trust me, it's anything but dull. It's many, 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 many things, but dull, oddly, and I'm not sure why, is not one of them. Uh, so think of it as, a, as an adventure into the unknown. That's, that's sort of the areas of, of life where these days... God, I was doing maths. Oh, man alive. Can, do, bear with me for a moment, all right? Mystery has up and running. The phone lines are open. If you want to get involved, there's a couple of phone lines free. 03456060973. I do quite a bit of homework with my kids, although I'm very much, as someone who went to boarding school, I, I'm kind of of the view that you should be doing it yourself. But we were bisecting angles last night. Have you bisected an angle lately, Keith? Was it just the way you're sitting? We, we were bisecting angles last night. And um, I didn't know whether I was coming or going. I've got to be honest with you. Maths was never a particular strong point of mine. But I wasn't bad at it. I think I got a B at O level. And um, Google. Now, I appreciate, for the massive majority of people listening to this programme, I'm about to sound as if I've just discovered Google. I, I was well aware of Google before last night, and, and I use it daily myself for a variety of reasons. But it changes everything with homework. Do you remember sitting at the kitchen table at home, staring at your books, and thinking, I just don't know what's going on? And then you'd ask your mum, and your mum would say, oh, crikey, I'd wait till your dad gets home. And your dad would go, home, I don't know, trigger, trigger what a tree? Trigger what, Pythagor who? That was me last night. Your 11-year-old asks you if you can help with your homework. You'd like to think you're going to be able to ace it. First question. First question. Angle A, V, D, D, B, using a pair of compasses, plot the arcs, and bisect the angle B, A, C. What the flip is that about? Just Googled it. Found the answer. Bisected an angle. Yay! What did you last? What did you do last night? I dissected an angle. Thank you very much indeed. All of which is the opposite of mystery. So on mystery, you're not allowed to search for anything. You're not allowed to look stuff up because we're celebrating knowledge. We're kind of swimming very gently against the tide of saturation uh, in which we currently exist. I like knowledge. I wish I had known how to bisect an angle without having to look it up. If you knew how to bisect... Don't ring me if you know how to bisect an angle. I, I haven't finished explaining how Mystery Hour works yet. That's not how it works. Um, if you knew how to bisect an angle without having to look it up, I'd have been really impressed. Even though, even if they set a stopwatch on it, I probably could have done it just as quickly as you. That's what Mystery Hour is for. Somehow celebrating that sense we have that knowledge even if it is sometimes slower to access the knowledge in your memory banks than it would be to access the same knowledge on a computer screen, it's still worth cherishing. And you might get a Ray Liotta. Uh, Wayne is in Immingham. Wayne, question or answer? It's a question. Carry on, Wayne. What would happen if the Queen, or, well, I'm sure the Queen wouldn't, but what would happen if the reigning monarch committed a crime? 
because because this is a, deb- a debate I've it, been having. It would be Regina versus Re- solid answers. Be, it. it would be Regina versus Regina, wouldn't it? Which doesn't mm. really make sense in the in the in well, the. The cases are normally kind of Crown versus somebody. Yes, and then I know. Uh, I know the Queen is excused from a lot of laws, like she doesn't have a driving licence, she Does doesn't, she not, her car's not registered, she goes what? all over the place without a passport. Are you serious? <laughs> so, so what would happen if she committed if she a murder? Like, should we go for a murder? Should we go for a murder? Yeah. It has so, to be a murder, um, really, doesn't it? Like, if the Queen um, committed um, a murder. I've had people telling me that she's above the law, but then in a case like that, I, I think surely she couldn't be. So I'm just wondering how it would play out if she committed I, I, a serious crime. I am as well. I mean, I, I mean, the historical precedent is unhelpful because, depending on how far back you go, the monarch would go around knocking people off as if it was going out of fashion with impunity. So exactly. I, 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 <laughs> I wonder, do you know, I, I wonder whether a, a medieval historian could actually have a look at prosecuting King Henry VIII <laughs> retrospectively because of the, of, of, of the two that he killed. I mean, the case against Anne Boleyn was pretty flipping flimsy at the best of times, wasn't it? And yet that, that would be conspiracy to murder. Yeah. If the and grounds... one where you've been talking about Google. Google has completely let me down. So I you can't, you can't find an answer. What would happen if the Queen was... I mean, I want to know now. What would happen if she was suspected of murder? You'd want to send in, you know, your best detective, wouldn't you? But it'd probably get a little bit starstruck. I shall try to find out for you. What is the relationship between the, the, the Crown and the Crown Prosecution Service? Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. Can the Crown Prosecution Service prosecute the Crown? It's a great question. Uh, nine minutes after twelve is the time. Simon is in Leeds. Question or answer, Simon? Long time no speak, James. Have you just, you've just been on. <laughs> well, you know. Well, someone's going to get fired. Anyway, question. Go on. Fish. Yes. Why can some fish live in fresh water, some fish live in salt water, but some fish can live in fresh and salt water? What fish can live in both? A trout can, can't it? A salmon. Yeah, well, a salmon. salmon. A salmon yeah, yeah, comes yeah. Where it spawns. It'd be the, yeah, okay. I quite like that. Well, is it, is it the liver, is it? Something to do with the liver? No, I, I don't know. Well, I, I know, know you because don't Because I am right? a fisherman, but I don't know, so I like I'll leave it up to you. I shall find out for you. Did you see, do you, do you follow the rugby league by any chance? Uh, a little bit. Did you see the video that Ricky Gervais recorded for, for Rob Morrow over at, at Leeds Rhinos? No, I didn't. Oh, it's a sub situation. That go and check it. It's a, it's a terrible situation, but Ricky really came through. And uh, go, go and have a look at it. It was a lovely little moment. Ten minutes after 12 is the time. Thank you, Simon. Um, uh, twice in a day. That's astonishing. I don't think it's ever happened before on the programme. Heads will roll. Uh, Jordan is in Merseyside. Jordan, question or answer? Uh, it's a question, please. Go on. Um, my partner absolutely loves watching things like Time Team, um, and I've always found them a bit morbid, and I've always wondered, what is the difference, or who decides the difference between grave robbery and archaeology? <laughs> is, it, is, it, is it archaeology if you didn't realise it was a grave? I, I, I don't know. I, do they, do, do they the dig night. up graves? Is, is that the one with Tony Robinson? I, I haven't yeah. seen this for a while. I and don't know getting, why. It's they not were getting po- very, very excited about finding some remains. And I I don't know. I, I found it a bit... No, weird. I've answered... I mean, it's a funny question, but I think I've answered it dully, but accurately. Is they're digging up a field and they find some remains. That's not grave robbery because they didn't know it was a grave. If it's got a blimmin' great stone there, here lies, you know, Solomon Grundy, born on a Monday, then, then it's grave yeah, robbery. If no, it's they, consecrated ground, it, if they? it's consecrated ga- ground, then it's going to be a grave robbery. If it's not consecrated ground, then then it's archaeology. 
What about when they broke into the tomb in 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 the pyramids? Then you might say yeah. consecrated yeah, by don't... by by a religion you sobbed. I don't know. All right, I'll put it on. What's the difference between archaeology and grave robbery? Lovely. Thank you very much. I like it. When you said that, that your partner really likes these programmes and that you find them a bit morbid, um, is that a source of tension? Um, well, I mean, she's in charge of the remote, isn't she? So. Yeah, tell me about it. 12 minutes after 12 is the time. Oh, three. Although I have to say, we finally happened upon something that we both enjoy equally at the moment. Always late to the party with the box sets, but hugely enjoying succession. A man alive, that's a good TV show. Mark is in Malvern, lovely part of the world. Mark, question or answer? I've got a question, James, please. Carry on. Now, Japanese knotweed. Oh, really? Yeah, why is, it, why is it so destructive to property? Because I heard the other day that it was knocking millions and millions off property prices all over the country. Yeah. But, but why is it so destructive? Well, what are you asking? You're asking why is it knocking millions off prices all over the country, or are you asking why... Because the answer to that is that it is so damaging. Mm-hmm. And the reason why it's so damaging is because the the roots, isn't it? The, I mean, a, a it's so hard to get rid of, and b it grows really, really quickly, and the roots will will burrow through bricks, so it will undo the foundations of your home. It, but if that is the case, I mean, the thing well, it is like, the what, case. Like what I heard, if, what? It, if it was, if it's around the perimeter of a property within about three or four hundred, you're only allowed one question. Uh, well, the question is, why is it so destructive? And if well, it's because there, it's because it, it, its roots burrow through brick. Oh right. And that and that that means it can actually do. What's the word I want? Is it architectural damage? Is that the word I want? You can do architectural damage to it, but no. F- what's the word I want? Structural. Oh. Well, structural. Thank you. Yeah, structural damage to a building, and 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 therefore, if you've got Japanese knotweed in the vicinity, and you're looking for, I don't. How do I know this? And you're looking to get a mortgage, <laughs> and you're looking to get a mortgage, then it's going to be a problem because even if it's structurally sound today, the fact that there's unaddressed Japanese knotweed problems in the vicinity means that you might be putting in an insurance claim, and if they can see Japanese knotweed, they're not going to insure you, and if they don't insure you, they won't give you a mortgage. Is that right? Yeah. Are you sure? Well, pretty sure. I mean, yeah, well, yes, I am sure, actually. <laughs> I mean, we've done that because it's a topic. It's one of those ones. I'll ask your advice, actually, Mark, while you're here. Mm-hmm. It's one of those topics, right, where I could get the phones to ring off the hook in 30 seconds flat okay. by, by saying, have you ever had a problem with Japanese knotweed? Boom. It's like, is there anybody old out there feeling poorly? Or uh, would you like to say something vaguely racist about immigration? Or have you ever got, or have you ever got a parking ticket that was really unfair? In the annals of phone-in radio, that is boom, switchboard lights up like a Christmas tree. But it's not very interesting because every story is the same. No, I understand that it obviously causes that sort of distress. But I just wanted to see why. And if you're saying it's just because of the roots, then well, I'll leave it. I'll tell you what. Seeing as you're a fellow Worcestershire lad, thank you. I shall leave it on the board for you, Mark. All right. Top man. Uh, yeah, uh, cheers, but, but if we get a different answer from the one I've provided, I'll give you the money myself. It's quarter past 12. This is LBC. Mystery Hour on LBC with James O'Brien. Call 0345 6060973. 18 minutes after 12. Before we continue with Mystery Hour, we, we interrupt this programme to bring you news from another dimension. Before you listen to this clip of the President of the United States of America, I would remind you of one thing. Thomas Edison passed away in 1931. And I was worried about him because he's one of our great geniuses and we have to protect our genius. You know, we have to protect Thomas Edison and we have to protect all of these people that uh, came.
came up with originally the light bulb and uh, the wheel and all of these things. And he's one of our very smart people, and we want to we want to cherish those people. Eighteen minutes after twelve is the time. Bradley is in Gillingham. Bradley, question or answer? Good afternoon, James. There's a question. Carry on. Right. When I um, this has often crossed my mind. When I pour a glass of water from my tap and drink it, yeah. I always think, how old is that water that I'm actually drinking? In in what sense? Well, I mean, how long has it been in the reservoir for? Have I got the bottom, the top, the middle of the reservoir? Um, is there like a can they put a use by date on it? I mean, is I that don't, I don't think it works. I don't think it works like that. It's not like it's not going to be like um, those cliffs on the Isle of Wight, is it? Where you can see the different coloured rocks, and it almost looks like Neapolitan ice cream. I, I think. But, no, but I mean, people can't just have drinks every day from the reservoirs, like say in Dorset, um, in, in Wiltshire, Hampshire, wherever. Yeah. And, it, and it's like put in that day or the day before you're drinking it. Obviously, it has to be in there sometime but, before. But, no, but I don't know what you mean by old, because I mean, it, it, it probably, I don't want to put you off your pint, but it's <laughs> probably been drunk already seven or eight times by the time you're pouring it out of a tap. Eh? Oh, this is awkward. I mean, it it's is, already it? it's been through the sewage treatment places. It's come back round the water cycle. It's a, it's, it's it's it's. I mean, there's no it, such it thing as the rain. Then what? I always thought it comes from the rain and all that. Well, some of it Maybe does, but but I mean, the reservoir and and water is is it's a constant. Unless you find a, a previously untapped source under the Alps, then you you just there's no such thing as new or old water. I don't think. I mean, surely it's. And I'll put the question on the board because I sense I'm sounding a bit thick now, but I think I'm right. I I don't. Can you? I mean, the water that. Ra- no, I, mate. I understand the question. That's the least of my problems with this. I know exactly what you're saying. They're it, used by on a bottle of water, but yeah, water but that's usually water. to do with the plastic, you see, and the, and the fact that after a while it will taste of plastic and uh, and and it's not used by used by in like an egg or or cheese. Yeah. I'm going to put it on the board. How can you find out how old the water from your tap is? But I think the answer will be the parameters of your question are not relevant or something like computer says no. I could be wrong. Someone might ring and say two two years, but they'll be yanking my chain. Mike's in, is that Rawnds? Rawnds? Rawnds. Rawnds in Northamptonshire. Question or answer, Mike? Answer, please, James. Carry on, sir. The difference between archaeology and grave robbing. <laughs> I like that question. Go on. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, uh, funnily enough, I get asked it quite a lot. Do you? Um, Are you a grave, grave robber? Robbing, uh, no, I am an archaeologist. Ah, well, you would say that, wouldn't you? Carry on. I would say that. <laughs> so, grave robbing is done for profit and digging up um, uh, in, in archaeology and in terms of human remains is done for uh, basically research purposes or where they're under threat. Sometimes from grave robbers. Is that, I mean, you're, is that really the definition? Because yeah, then, if I, I mean, if I, I see what you mean. So archaeologists are looking for knowledge, and grave yes. robbers are looking for jewellery. In a um, in a nutshell, so it's defined by their motivation, then. Yes, right. um, I mean, you, you, grave robbing. Well, no, I mean, I don't want to get too too well, into it. Grave robbing not? is not a thing that is consigned to the past. No. And oh. I don't want to rob, rob anyone that might be listening up the wrong way, but oh. I have opinions about... Go on. Um, I didn't think this was going to get controversial. Go on. Well, I mean, it's, it's uh, not, not a deep subject, subject, but it's quite important. Yeah. There are people that dig up war graves in France oh, and... Looking for memorabilia. 
looking for memorabilia because oh. the memorabilia market is mental. Oh, I didn't know that. Makes sense, of course. It does. So, so very, very simply, archaeologists are not looking to make a profit. Although, okay, what was um, what was what's his chops with Tutankhamun? What was his name? Howard. Howard Carter. Yeah. What was he? Um, um, yeah, the, an antiquarian, which is the precursor to the archaeologist modern scientific version of archaeology. Well, also a grave robber. Do. Also a grave robber. No. Well, he. he uh, Tomb Explorer. Tomb Raider. You, Tomb Raider, yeah. I, I, I wish. <laughs> I have all the questions on Mystery Hour that I did not expect to lead into choppy waters. This was this would have been one of them. It's a lovely... Yeah, I'll take that. The difference between... So, I mean, actually, it plays into what I think the subtext of the question was, which was there isn't really much difference. If you... If you um, well, I mean, mo- most of what we do does not involve digging people out of the ground anyway. So it's no, you're you're more like using a nail pairs. brush to to clean up a mosaic. I know my archaeology. You can't get one part. Well, yeah, I, I, um, you didn't give me a round of applause the last time I. Because well, I forgot, or because you were wrong? Because because I forgot, or because you were wrong? Uh, no, you were telling me that I need to write a book, and then it was the news. <laughs> oh well, I shall give you two rounds of applause. Thank you very or, or, much. Or two round of applauses. I'm never quite sure which way round it goes. Before that, what, what, um, yeah, I do remember now, actually. And you, just remind me what your particular area of interest is. I, I'm a commercial archaeologist. That's so. it. So you get called in when they're when they're dropping buildings and uh, exactly. Uh, yeah. Yes. I would, have you started on your book yet? Uh, no, I'm finishing up my my site here. Well, I've got to write that first. you can do both, can't you? You could you could incorporate the site into the book. You mate, I mean this, Mike. It's all very well you sitting there. I, I don't come crying to me ten years from now if you find yourself on your uppers. You could have had a best-selling book. <laughs> I've just I've just started following ghost signs on Twitter, which is another one of my weird enthusiasms. Oh, um, old old shop signs. Yeah, old which have been completely. I love those. Aren't they incredible? And some of the history that they tell you. There's a depository I drive past every morning. I mean, it's offices now. It's trendy offices with foosball tables and uh, bowling alleys and all that kind of thing and beanbags. But it was the William Whiteley's Depository. It was it was where the Whiteley's Department Store, which is now a kind of uh, fading shopping mall in Bayswater, it would have been their warehouse. And, and you can tell this by looking up at the... Uh, so, Ghost Signs is huge, very popular. You need to get onto this. You need to get onto the little glimpses of the past you can find in really normal places, Mike. I'm not going to tell you again. Oh, okay. I will. I will do it. All the right. Next time there's an archaeology question, someone else will. Next time you ring in, I'm going to ask you how the book is coming along, Michael. And I don't want any fibs. All right? It, it will be swimmingly. Thank you. Two rounds of applause for Mike, please. Perfect. Thank You're you. Very well. Actually, withhold the second one until he starts work on the book. Did you catch that, Mike? I did. Uh, <laughs> I shall keep it in the fridge for you. Twenty-five minutes after twelve is the time. I like that answer. Um, if you want to expand upon it, you're always welcome to do so. We still need to know what, how old the water that comes out of our tap is, and what happens if the Queen murders someone. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. I know the Queen listens every day. Uh, if there's no racing on, so I, sh- I would remind you, Your Majesty, this is an entirely theoretical inquiry. But if you do know the answer, you're more than welcome to ring in and tell us. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine seven three. James is in Cheshire. James, question or answer? Question, please. Carry on. What is the origin of the phrase "cheesed off"? Quite like that. Whereabouts in Cheshire are you? That's very vague. Um, near Crewe. Okay. You've a bit what Nantwich? You sounded a bit nervous then. Why? Why? What have you got to hide? 
Uh, nothing, nothing to hide. Oh, um, just, just trying to give me a reference that I might have heard of. Yeah, basically. Okay. Well, you <laughs> underestimate my knowledge of Cheshire. My friend Matthew from Stockport is in the studio as we speak, giving me a funny look. So I'm a little <laughs> hurt that you thought I wouldn't know my way around that part of the country. However, the question of the origin of the phrase cheesed off is yet another one of those things that I knew once but can't remember. You sound quite young, James. You haven't reached this stage of your life yet. <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, well, I, shall, well, I won't spoil it for you by giving away the ending. Um, I don't know. I did know, and it is quite a good one. Remember, we're only allowed one origin of the phrase a week, so the origin of the phrase cheesed off until we answer that. We can't take any more. Uh, the knotweed question is still on the board. As I mentioned a moment ago, is the question about how old the water in your tap is. I like that. Sam's in Stratford, Stratford-upon-Avon. Sam, question or answer? Uh, question. Carry on. Um, I've always wondered, because I fly a lot, why do we always get on on the plane on the left-hand side? Port out, starboard home. It's starboard. Same with boats. It's a throwback. throwback I've wondered for 10 years, flying back and forth to all over the place. No, that's what it is. But why? Okay. It's the same as a boat would be dockside, so a plane will be... What's it called? Air air side and land side or something like that? And starboard and port are are still used, I think, as the... uh, but why? why? Why haven't we changed it? Because wouldn't it be... Um, well, why not? Because it's when you build an airport, it must be cheaper to have um, the entrances sort of facing uh, next to each other. I well, I, I mean, luckily, you're only allowed one question, so I don't, I don't <laughs> have to entertain this or even, even begin to attempt to answer it. But I, I'm going to anyway, because I'm a nice person. I don't, I don't think you're right. I don't think it would be cheaper to have... Well, why would no, it be? It's just well, two gangways off the same section. Yeah, but that's a bit like saying if you've got a garage. Have you got a garage at home in Stratford? You've got a garage? Cause you, yeah. don't, you don't get many of them in, in central London. But you, you know, be a bit like me saying, why don't they build doors at both ends of your garage? Well, because I know I'll end up in the field behind my house. Well, exactly. Same with the airports. <laughs> <laughs> well, not, not, perhaps not quite like the same with the air, but I don't think it would be cheaper. Or easier to, to... But anyway, the, the answer is port out, starboard home. So starboard is the left-hand side facing forward, and that's the side that is land side. Well, on, on, on Monday when I got on the plane, I'll think about that. Yeah, good, I look forward to it. Where are you flying to on Monday? Uh, snowboarding Geneva. For fun or business? Uh, well, fun, yeah, for a week, yeah. Oh, and off. Be careful. All right, look after yourself, Sam. And uh, think of me on Monday. It's coming up to half past 12. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Questions still in need of answers. Um, the Queen and murder, the origin of the phrase cheesed off, the age of tap water, is it in any way calculable? And if you want to add to the knotweed one, you can, but I've had an astonishing amount of uh, confirmation via social media. It really is. I mean, it grows so quickly and its roots are so invasive that if you've got a Japanese knotweed in your back garden... Um, you've got all sorts of problems going on. Um, You'll probably hear a little bit more about this in the news bulletin in a moment, but I can tell you that Morrison's is to axe around 3,000 managerial roles across its stores as part of a restructure, but they pledge that the process will create more shop floor jobs. Um, I don't know what to make of that. No doubt we'll find out more as the day progresses. It's half past 12, and Thomas Watts has the headlines for you. Mystery Hour with James O'Brien. This is LBC. It's 12.34. Um, what's the what's what's story with those fish that can survive in fresh water and salt water? What's the difference? Uh, what happens if the Queen commits a murder? Is she above the law, literally? Um, how old is the water that comes out of your tap? And the origin of the phrase cheesed off. If you can answer any of those, I'll give you the money myself. Uh, we've got the knotweeds there. I've answered the knotweed question, so I, I, I don't think that 
admits a steward's inquiry, but who knows? 12.35 is the time. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Tom is in the City of London. Tom, question or answer? Uh, answer, James. Carry on, Tom. Um, so it's to do with the Queen and um, whether she could be uh, charged and convicted with murder. Oh, yeah. Um, so um, it's a little bit of a, a, a tricky question because no one actually truly knows the answer given the unwritten or formally unwritten status of our constitution, which yes. um, we saw in, in, in full effect with the prorogation case. Didn't we, yeah? Um, yeah. So there's, 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 there's a, a doctrine called the Doctrine of Sovereign Immunity, um, which suggests that the sovereign cannot be uh, subject to the criminal law. Um, the waters have been muddied slightly in the sense of since we moved to a constitutional monarchy and you have uh, a sovereign parliament, the idea of of the crown is 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 you've got the the government acting as the crown and then you've got the person of the queen herself yes. now clearly the, the the crown is in the government can be uh, taken to court um and and has been for for various things uh, but in terms of the person of the queen herself um the the the, the, the there's an argument that the doctrine of, of, uh, of sovereign immunity would, would still prevail. And indeed, if you look across to what's happening uh, with President Trump at the moment and, mm. and you look at the, the Mueller report, the Mueller report concluded based on uh, uh, an advice memo from the Department of Justice that the president cannot be criminally charged. Uh, so even if he commits a crime, whilst he's in office, he can't be charged. The only way to, 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 to only deal be with impeached. him is through, through, through impeachment. Yeah. Um, now, if you go back through the history books, there is an example, very famous example, of uh, a monarch being uh, tried, and that was that's uh, Charles I in, in January 1649. You're very good, um, So, So um, historical precedent would say yes. Um, yeah, but only, the if there's, of, only, only if he's lost a civil war. Yes. Okay. Um, I mean, I think, it's all very I think, well think... saying yes. So you need that rather important caveat, my lud. You got. I mean, yeah. we have put a monarch on trial, but only after beating him in a civil war. Indeed. Yes. Um, I think. I think things have moved on constitutionally well, a little bit. So. Well, I don't think. I don't think we'd need to go to that level of extreme just yet. But um, but uh, but I think. If, I think. I think that the it would be a more of a political and constitutional question than it would be sort of a. A pure sort of criminal legal question. I, I, I think it's 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 unthinkable in this day and age if if the if the Queen deliberately committed an act of murder that that there wouldn't be uh, some I mean, sort it, of repercussion it, for exactly, want of a better it, word. It, it, it's it's just. I mean, the, the interesting thing as well is that the. Um, uh, murder is a, is a common uh, common law offence. Right. Uh, it's one of the few that doesn't actually have a, a statutory basis. Oh, I didn't know that. And part of part of the definition of uh, uh, murder is is a killing killing of a, a a person in being under the king or queen's peace. Right. Um, oh, well, that, so yeah, so, so that, that adds an, an interesting sort of dimension to it as well. You've you've gone full. I mean, round of applause for your answer, without any doubt at all. But but if I were to praise you and to shed all the helpful, illustrative knowledge that you've just shared, what you essentially seem to be saying, when I ask you, would the Queen be prosecuted for murder? You could say, well, we won't know until she does one. Yeah. Yeah. Round of applause. But, well, hang on, what are your qualifications? I like uh, I can't work it out for myself. There's uh, qualified solicitor and and just general constitutional buff. That'll do. I, 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 I'd say on the murder point, obviously there's some conspiracy for theorists that say she already has. Blind, blind me. But quick, give him a round, <laughs> give him a round of applause to cover up that uncomfortable pause. <laughs> but I thought it was more, not so much. But I know, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. Oh three four five six oh six oh nine. 
73 is the number that you need. Uh, I like that. It's got still a few to go through. So we don't know is the short answer. That's why you couldn't find an answer on, on the internet or in, in the uh, sort of it's a constitutional law question that is as yet unaddressed because it's never it's never occurred. Ben is in Camberley. Ben, question or answer? Um, answer, please. Carry on. Yeah, it's just in regards to the um, aeroplane question while we board on the left-hand side. Oh, did I get it wrong? Well, I just wanted to dis- well, well, not not wrong. I just wanted to discuss it with you because um, there was a couple of points um, okay. I wanted to bring up after that because I think a lot of it is to do with the way the aeroplane is designed because um, Airbus and Boeing generally design it so the cargo holds are on the other side. So generally, what you find is that you will board on one side, they're able to load on the other side, and then refuel on the same side as which we board on. So so that gives the lie to the suggestion that it would be more efficient to to have multi-purpose because actually it's not multi-purpose. The left-hand side is for people and the right-hand side is for cargo. Uh, uh, Yes, essentially. Cargo and baggage bins, uh, that's all it's for. So I suppose, for example, Heathrow um, would be built around the fact that those aeroplanes are designed in that way. What about the port-out starboard home? Was I just talking gibberish? No, no, I, I mean, partly true. I mean, you, generally, I mean, you can find in, in other outstations and airports, they do put steps on the other side of the aircraft occasionally. I mean, especially if there's something to do with engineering or there's a fault with the aircraft, that you can put steps on the other side. But from, the, from a safety perspective, it's, it's generally the air bridge is, is put on, for that, on that side for that reason. I, I don't, I mean, I'm going to... I'm going to give you a round of applause because you kind of answered the second bit of the question, albeit without necessarily challenging the first bit. And I like it. It it helps for ease of understanding. Thank you, Ben. Um, You clearly work in the industry or or, or a massive aeroplane enthusiast, so you know more about this than I ever will. 12.41 is the time. Vincent is in Lewisham. Vincent, question or answer? Uh, answer, James, it's about the uh, water treatment or Uh, the water coming through. Really? Can you answer this question or not? Well, there's no definite answer because obviously water is recycled time and time again. Yes, that was um, what I was trying to tell the fellow. He, he obviously yeah. didn't quite know that and it all got no, a little no, bit I, sticky. I don't think he got the quiet bit that it's been through human body like seven or eight well, times. Well, he will now. Thank said. you for that, Vincent. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, but it's definitely, uh, it's definitely one of them things that sits in the tanks for, you know, weeks, weeks to months because obviously it's always turned over and... Um, Actually, drinking water goes through less, uh, sorry, more testing than bottled water, actually. And bottled water goes through about four tests and drinking water goes for around seven. Gosh. So there's no way you can know the age of a glass of water because every molecule could be a different stage in its it's processed, Life. exactly, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, obviously, you know, once it's been cleaned and it's been pushed out, I mean, there's temperatures it's got to stay out, and bottled water obviously has a sell-by date because it's not open to air, where right. obviously taps water, I mean, when you look across the reservoirs, they're open to air and, you know, they're sort of always being fresh and treated as such. Not happening then. I mean, it, it no. just simply isn't a question you can answer with a number or even with a with a calculation. Qualification? Not at all. Uh, I'm a plumber, but now well, I trained as a plumber many years ago, but I'm a consultant now. Oh, love it. I don't suppose you can help me with my underfloor heating, can you? I'm having a run. Can, yeah, yeah, can, yeah, take my number. <laughs> can, can, leave you, well, I, I mean, it's working all right. I just can't work out how to program it. Uh, see, I was like a cat uh, on a hot tin roof this morning when I went in for a shower. Engineer for that. <laughs> I to, well, I don't need an engineer. I just need to find the instructions booklet. But I thought there might be a secret trick. I, I'm not exaggerating. No. People think I'm doing this for comic effect. I couldn't. I was literally on tiptoes. 
was when I got out of the shower. I was dancing around. I, I, you Definitely know. a problem there. Yes, I shall look into it, but I suspect this is a bit below your pay grade. Round of applause for Vincent, please. 12.43 is the time. James O'Brien is a condescending uh, public school champagne socialist underfloor heating Ramona. Can we add that line now to, to the, to the um, biography? Thank you. Richard is in the Isle of Dogs. Richard, question or answer? Richard? Um, if you're talking to me, I'm not in the Isle of Dogs, but um, I'm calling about the uh, aircraft. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. I, um, I'm not going to lie to you. I got bored halfway through the second contribution okay. to the aircraft I'll make question. It very, very quick. All right. Um, the, the guy was alluding to the fact that if you load it on either side, you could have two aircraft on the one gantry, one on the left, one on the right. Yeah. Well, that wouldn't work because you've got wings on either plane, which would clash. They need to be further apart. Therefore, there's only need to load from one side. I don't think he said that, but I, I, the last thing I want to do is get bogged down in this. OK. The other thing, oh. the port outward, starboard homeward, um, port is actually the left side, starboard is the right side, not the other way around, as you said. And that derives from when they sailed out to India. The people with money would stay on the port side going out because it was the shady side and therefore cooler. And oh, the there you go. coming home. Oh, you get a round of applause for that. You should have, you should have opened with your best material. Seriously. <laughs> I'll learn for next time. <laughs> I look forward to it. Thank you, Richard. 12.44. John's in Clapham. John, question or answer? We may never know. Let's take a little break. Coming up at one on LBC, Sheila Fogarty. Robberies and knife crime up, murder and manslaughter down. Only one in 14 reported incidents lead to a charge. Do you feel safe where you live? Sheila Fogarty on LBC. Mystery Hour on LBC with James O'Brien. 12.48 is the time. You're listening to James O'Brien on LBC. Mystery Hour continues. Um, a couple of questions still on the board. Room, room probably for one or two more. The origin of the phrase cheesed off, I thought, would be a bit of an easy one to answer. Where's Wayne in Basildon with his Brewer's Dictionary of Phrase and Fable when you need him? Uh, the Queen of Murder, I quite liked that answer, although I hope we never do find out the, uh, the full answer because that would involve the monarch being accused of having committed a murder. We've done the Japanese knotweed, we've done the tap water, the saltwater and freshwater fish. What's going on there? How come some can survive in both and others would die if they were moved? Uh, and and then the, I suppose, the knotweed one, if you want, if you want to add to that. Why is it such a um, troublesome weed? Dave is in Essex. Dave, question or answer? Answer. All right, mate, carry on. Right, Japanese knotweed yes. was... Uh, by the Japanese, yeah, well, there's a clue um, in the name. It was fast growing bamboo, which it wasn't, right? It was just a weed, Ooh. so they couldn't sell it. So they, they basically dumped it all around the railway, yes. So if you buy a house next to a railway, you'll probably find you've got Japanese knotweed. Yes, why is it so problematical? It grows so quick, and it just gets everywhere. Well, it gets it into the into the foundations, doesn't it? That's everywhere, the, anywhere, yes, everywhere. Yes. It just and it's very hard to kill. And they still haven't come up with a with a sort of nice and easy way of getting rid of it. There's not an easy way. There's companies that specialise in it. No, but it's not an easy way of getting rid of it because you leave a little bit there and it will come back again. Summer, it's, every, it's everywhere. Yeah, it's a nasty thing. I've done it on the show back in the in the days when. I was a little less sophisticated than I am now, Dave. But but it is. I mean, every story every story is identical. It, it spreads like wildfire, and then it starts undermining the structural um, foundations of the house. 
or the building, which yeah, is why if you've got Japanese knotweed in your garden, you're going to struggle to sell your house because any survey that finds yeah. it is going to result in any prospect of a mortgage being nixed. Yeah, you, just, just, you can find them on the internet, specialists to get rid of, they just get rid of Japanese knotweed, but it's very expensive. Very expensive. What are your qualifications, Dave? I'm just basically a gardener. What do you mean just basically a gardener? Where would we be without gardeners, Dave? Well, especially sophisticated ones like yourself. Well, I'm not a sophisticated gardener. I'm a sophisticated gob on a stick. You are a gardener. Without, well, let's not get carried away, Dave. I'll go with gob on a stick for now. But you, you, get, you, you get a round of applause. Thank you, sir. Oh, well, thank you. And good luck to anybody encountering this scourge of the suburban garden. 12.51 is the time. 03456060973 is the number that you need. What about the cheesed off? We must be able to do the cheesed off one. Uh, Andy's in Camberley. Andy, question or answer? It's a question, James. Carry on, Andy. Um, at Christmas, I always have turkey, but I only ever eat the turkey leg. I'm not a keen on the breast. Okay. And this year, as there was... Not so many for Christmas lunch. We decided that we would buy a turkey crown and I would buy a turkey leg separately. Oh, yeah. We couldn't buy one anywhere for... apart from an actual butcher. And in the supermarkets, you've oh, got where all else did these you try? turkey a plumbers? Where else did you try to buy a turkey leg if not a butcher's? Well, you try all the supermarkets. Oh, I beg you. Yeah, I keep, I'm being a bit thick there, Andy. I, I thought you'd gone into a sort of, I don't know, a, no, a dry no. cleaners or something like that, or, or a branch of boots. I thought, well, you're not going to get a turkey leg in boot. So you mean you had to go had to, to someone who was chopping up the turkey? Yeah, yes, to specially order it, rather than where the... Uh, all the rest were just turkey crowns. So I just wonder what happened to all the other turkey legs. Well, you do know. You can work this out, can't you, Andy? Well, it presumably it gets cut up into, into sections. Well, there, there are several possible answers to your question. But, the, I mean, the obvious... I mean, Do you know what it is today? For, do you know what the number one trend on Twitter is at the moment? No, I don't, fortunately. Well, for, lucky for you, probably. But, you know, it's hashtag National Pie Day. Right. So the bits of the turkey that are left over after they have separated the crowns for sale will, will go into everything from tin to pies to probably even some pet food, won't they? That's, I mean, it's just, a, it's, it's not a special... So, go on. So they say then that the turkey leg, which is dark meat... Yes. ...different to the breast... Yes. ...which is white meat... Correct. ...do they in a pie say it's a turkey dark meat or dark No, they'll just say turkey, turkey and ham pie, won't they, you see? Yeah. Why would you waste the expensive stuff on a pie when you can just call it... Tur I mean, that will be the answer. I don't think I'm going to give myself a round of applause for this one, but I did mention to the producer a moment ago that we should have somehow worked harder to mark National Pie Day today, and then along came you with your question, which allows me to reference the fact that it's National Pie Day. I'm glad I could help. Well, I'm very glad you were here to, to do so. It was a bit of a shoehorn, so I shall try and get you a better answer. What happens to all the turkey legs? From from I mean, what, what do you think was in turkey twizzlers? It's not going to be prime turkey breast, is it? Well, do you remember, do you remember turkey, turkey twizzlers? Twizzler. Well, you leave it that way, Andy. If you, but you remember, <laughs> you remember Jamie Oliver going on a mission about turkey twizzlers because it turned out that they, they they barely had any meat in them at all. But the meat they did have in them is highly unlikely to have been prime breast. So any, any kind of turkey snack-based product is going to use the bits of the bird that, that, that weren't, you know, separated and sold as premium cuts. Yeah. Right, it's I'm still take... very difficult to buy a turkey leg, though. Well, yeah, but not really, Andy, because you can go to a butcher's. 
everyone else goes to supermarkets. Well, I supermarkets don't. I go to Ken. Go. I get my car. I mean, we weren't entertaining this year at Christmas. Uh, it was it was my sister-in-law's time, and we had a goose. But I go to Ken to get my turkey every year. I go to Ken by Kew Bridge, and he looks after me. Did you me. have a goose leg? Uh, did I have a goose leg? I did have a goose leg, actually. What is it with you and legs? <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a goose leg? No, I haven't, no. Well, you see, you haven't lived until you've had a go. I sh- right, I'm going to give myself a round of applause. If someone rings in with a better answer, then I will uh, obviously allow that to be added as well. Andy, thank you. What a lovely question. Thank you. Got his leg in the end. That's the main thing. 0345 I can't believe we haven't got an answer to the cheesed-off question. We, if we can get that one, I think we've done everything this week, haven't we? Unless I've got anything wrong. Well, what is the origin of the phrase cheesed-off? Let's think about it. Come on. Cheesed off, cheesed off. So it's a, it's another phrase for hacked off or peeved, cheesed off. Where do you get some cheese? Cheese, well, cheese has gone off. Cheese is off. You're unhappy. I don't, I, come on. That's just another Andy. This one's in Sandhurst. Andy, question or answer? I've got an answer for you. Oh yeah, I'll be the judge of that. <laughs> it's to do with the fish, the fish that live in salt water and fresh water, actually known as brackish water fish. Yes. And they're fish that basically live in the part of the river that's closest to the sea. So some salt water actually carries down the river and it dilutes as it gets further so it's, it's, it's Actually, oddly, fresh. where I am in London is like that. You need to get to Teddington, I think, before it's a completely... <laughs> so no, genuinely, before it's completely yeah. salt-free. You need to get to Teddington Lock, I, th- I think, or, or, or possibly Richmond. But either way, yes, I recognise what you describe, but I don't know if you're answering the question that was asked. Well, they're known as brackish water fish. I think the question was about the biology. Ah. About what is going on. How come some fish can survive in both and some will die? You know, if you if you put your goldfish in salt water, it would cark it, wouldn't it? I think. Yes, it would. But I'm going to give you a round of applause for bringing the word brackish to the party. All right? <laughs> thank you. No, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much. Uh, and we'll go to Duncan, who's in Richmond, and may be able to take this answer a little further. In the meantime, there is a round of applause up for grabs if you know the origin of the phrase cheesed off. 03456060973. Duncan, question or answer? Hello, mate. It's an answer to that, that question you've just had someone on answer. Yes, go on. Um, I can't remember the exact names what? of the terms. It's a, it, because it's a long time ago. Oh, but I don't, oh, oh I, yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. Go on, then. No, 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 listen. There are, there, I am. There are two, <laughs> there are I, two couldn't, I couldn't be of... making these rude and dismissive noises if I wasn't listening to you in the first place, Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> there, are, there are two types of fish. Memory, memory tells me that one is stenoline or stenoline or something. Yes. And the other that is uroline. Stenoline fishes, if that's the right term, yes. can only live in one particular type of water. Uh, uroline fish can live in both. And uh, the reason is, if you put a fish that is stenoline, i.e. lives in salt water, into fresh water, yeah. their bodies have such a concentration of salt within them through evolution that the fresh water dilutes their bodies, actually dilutes their bodies, as if we had drunk far too much water and we get what's called water poisoning, I think. So they die within within hours or days. I, I, and, as a um, result of osmosis? I think it is as a result of, um, I can't I can't remember how you put it, through a semi-permeable embryo. Uh, all yeah, of that malarkey, yes. We, we, yeah. we, we, I mean, it's better late than never. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, my current producer has no idea what that means. It shows how long it is. It shows how long it is since osmosis triggered the Hosanna button, doesn't it? Which I, well, you live and learn. Uh, round of applause for Duncan. There was a time where you couldn't say that word on this radio programme without the Hosanna kicking in immediately. Is that from Messiah? Is that is that Handel? Uh, Sheila Fogarty will know. Was that the Hosanna? It could be Mozart. Was that well, Okay. 
Uh, Grant, thank you, Sheila. I, I, I don't I, know. I'll take over now. <laughs> <laughs> One last answer, hopefully, from Grant in Lewisham. Question or answer, Grant? Answer. Can carry on. Um, it's like, there's a long shot, but the uh, answer oh, to the cheese question yeah. is you grate cheese. Yeah. You're getting grated off. Yeah, what? Well, you grate cheese. Yeah. So something's grating on you. Yeah. You're cheesed off. <sighs> Do you, know what word, do you know what word I wouldn't use to describe your answer, Grant? What's that? Great. <laughs> Stay there. I might share it with you, but Williams and Cannock to have a better bum dish. Thank you very much. One of my kids got me a book of dad jokes for my birthday last week. Quickly, William and Cannock, can you do it? What, what origin of the phrase cheese yeah. off? Go on. Hi, James. It's the opposite to say cheese when you smile, when you get your photograph taken. Cheesed off is the opposite. You look sad and happy. There you go. Did you just make that up? No, just a general know-it-all, but it is true, James. Really? All right, well, unfortunately, we've run out of time, so I can't award a round of applause to either of you. Here's Sheila Fogarty. I think you'd say cheese off in that situation, wouldn't you? I don't think you'd say you've looked... Yeah, I don't... Cheesed off. It's going to have something to do with victuals, isn't it? And, And larders and kitchens. But anyway. Thank you. Very much. Uh, from three today, bereaved parents who lose a child will be allowed two weeks statutory leave from work. It's called Jack's Law. How did you cope when it happened to you? And would this have helped? Uh, two, bullying and harassment at work is, according to most employees, largely untackled. Has that been your experience? Uh, we'll have the latest later on this afternoon on the trial of Harvey Weinstein as well. Uh, there's also a service taking place of remembrance at Yad Vashem in Israel. Prince Charles is due to speak there in just a few moments, remembering... Uh, the liberation of Auschwitz uh, 75 years ago. But first up, let's talk about crime. Today in the here and now, about uh, only one in 14 crimes reported to police uh, lead to a suspect being charged. Do you feel safe where you live? On your radio, on Global Player and... Play LBC. Leading Britain's conversation. This is LBC. LBC.